0: In 2017, the world started the official disclosure of UFOs when the government finally admitted publicly their involvement in the research of what they're calling unidentified aerial phenomenon. Now thousands of UFO sightings are captured every year by people all over the world, and with the use of cell phones, video documentation has never been more broadly available. With millions of people now believing that aliens are the creators of humanity as Christians, how are we supposed to respond to this growing trend? Today's guest is here to explain all of this right now. Hello everybody and welcome to Skywatch TV. I'm Joe Horn. Are you guys thrilled to start week three of our special investigation? Yeah. The last couple of weeks have been unbelievable and I'm gonna introduce to you our special guest because he's back again. He's an Air Force veteran, author, radio show, commentator, podcaster, and public speaker. He's the writer of Gen Six Productions, Mega Drought, and The Lies of Men and Gods. Please welcome Mr. Daniel Holdings. I think we broke TV last week, Derek. (laughs) We got into the Vatican. We were talking about their seeming, is obsession too strong? And that doesn't go for all people identifying as Catholic. Sure. But we did talk about those in high places of authority and persuasion that absolutely have this fixation with our Space Brothers, or whatever they would describe these entities to be.
1: If, if that show didn't get us canceled, then nothing will. <laughs> oh,
0: okay. yeah. We continue our special series on the brand new film by Steve Quayle, Lies of Men and Gods Exposing the Fallen Angel Agenda, the Genetic Corruption and Destruction of the Human Race. And we're back again with lead writer and co-producer, Mr. Daniel Holdings. And I want to dive right back into the conversation as I've teased in the introduction over the last couple of weeks, this moment of alien disclosure, it's something that people have talked about for decades. It's something that people have hypothesized the government knows exactly when is going to happen, or they're picking their sunset date for the big reveal. We've talked about over the last couple of weeks. You now, what is in it for the Vatican? Why do they seem so compelled to stay at the front end of this conversation? Why would they be if these aliens, as we describe them, or demons, as we describe them, Um, are indeed communicating with members of the Vatican, what's in it for them? What is that relationship about? And of course, Tom, you eloquently explained last week um, that your belief is that they're positioning themselves to be the world authority when disclosure takes place. It's to say, hey, we've been in touch with our space brothers for decades. We're the answer people. We can both provide to you the the explanations about what their technology means because they've been um, educating us for the last 50 years, 60 years but also the spiritual side of it. Would they be superior to us? Maybe we should turn to them for answers about where the cosmos began, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, Daniel, you've described this as the great deception. Do you think that we actually will face a moment where we're going to be told that aliens are our creators? Again, to the title of the movie, it's a lie. And it's already a lie that's
2: being propagated. See, this is the issue. People already believe that aliens are our creators. Mm -hmm. And uh let's see, there are uh sixty something like sixty-five percent of people that believe in God in the United States, but forty-five percent believe in aliens. Mm -hmm. And so the astonishing this is the, the parallel life that we are living right now. The fact that we are Living th- in this world where you see this momentum go. I read an interesting article the other day. It said, can the, can the Christian church ever rebound? Meaning talking about the great falling away. And because we know it's the great falling away. And if you look at scripture, I don't think so. At least not mainstream Christianity, not not uh, de- uh, denomination Christianity. Yeah. Uh, certainly, I think there will be home churches and, and people looking toward the Lord more than ever. In, in a personal one-on-one relationship, but the idea of religion is, is uh, going by the wayside. For, for, and we, we talked even before the show, Derek, about the, the woke religion, how that's religion. Mm-hmm. Here's the point: that, that that pulling away from religion, not God, not the word of God, right? but pulling away from religion leaves a vacuum. Somebody's got to fill that gap. Absolutely. How do they do that? They do that with aliens, Tom.
3: Yes. Well, you know what's interesting is when we came down off of Mount Graham, Joe, and you remember uh, we were contacted by (laughs) one of the leaders of the Apache Nation. Because I had gone on Sid Roth and said they went to a federal lawsuit to try to stop them from building you know the observatory on the top of Mount Graham that they had done that because that was kind of like a burial ground, like a graveyard for the Indians you know over the centuries, and they didn't want them up there disturbing their holy ground, but anyway. I said that on Sid Roth and I get contacted by a leader of the Apache Nation. He said, that part of it is true uh, you know, as far as what you've said. But he said, that's not really the issue. The issue for us is, Mount Graham is one of the four holiest mountains in the whole world to all American indigenous people. And it is, he said, because it is in your lingo, he said, you would call it a stargate, a doorway, a portal, through which entities have entered into and exited this three dimensional reality since the dawn of time. And then he told me their creation story from the Apache, uh, you know, PhD level. Uh, and he's saying, that here's how it happened. He said, in the beginning there was nothing, darkness and void. And literally every part of the Old Testament description of creation is their oldest story of creation, but in their own way of saying it, right? So he said, above the mountain a doorway opened. And he said, a silvery disk descended down out of heaven. Here's the UFO myth, right? And in it, he said, set a bearded man, which is very interesting given that the Apache don't have facial hair, so why they would have even depicted it that way? But uh, that's more of a biblical narrative, right? A bearded man, he was the creator. He started making all of the good things that are on the world. But then he said, not long after that, the portal opened again and a serpentine entity came through. (laughs) And it started claiming that it was the creator. So the origin of the lie goes back right to, you know, when Lucifer fell, the whole story of who is our creator, who is our God. And then he said after that, they go in their kivas, they start practicing witchcraft, the bowels of the earth burst open and giants come up out from under the surface of the earth and start spreading chaos anyway. The story goes on and on. Uh, And so the bearded guy, the God of the creator, dealt with those giants by sending a universal flood that went around the world and wiped out all of the the reptilian species and all the rest of it. I want to preface this by making sure the audience understands. We've said a lot about the Vatican. It's important because in terms of geopolitical power and authority, they have embassies around the world. They have 90-some representatives from all the nations of the earth that meet at the Vatican. They're the only church in the world that has that kind of power and authority, so they would be the ones, naturally, at the forefront of this. But I want people to understand having said all that, we are not anti-Catholic. That's not what we're doing here. We're not bashing Catholic uh, Christians. What we're saying is that at the highest levels, to use a Malachi Martin term, of the geopolitics of the Vatican City, they know something or they think they know something about what is going on. Now is this, are they making a deal? with entities? Uh, Is it a Mephistophelian bargain, right? Is there something like that that is going on? Well, watch this. A Catholic priest, an astronomer, that works with everybody we've been talking about so far, Kenneth uh, Delano, he wrote in an officially sanctioned Catholic book not long ago, he wrote this. Quote, our religious sensitivities ought not to be shocked by the idea that the evolutionary history of the human body might be traced back ultimately to a primordial refuse heap left by visiting eti or you know extraterrestrial intelligence when earth was young so in other words we were created by the aliens right and then he ends it with this Flabbergasting statement: "Quote, no great theological difficulty should present itself if we discover that ETI played an important part in the formation of the human race." In quote. So there you go. And and I have dozens of quotes from yeah. their highest level academics. They are definitely trying to prepare, uh, you know, at least Catholics, if not others around the world. And you're right. I'll quit talking now. But you're right. You know, as interest in God wanes across the United States, throughout Europe, in the UK, the belief in aliens in Mm -hmm. particular is growing like crazy. Uh, So it's only gonna take one event. They find some artifact on another planet somewhere that's an alien structure of some kind. Or they dig up something out from under the soil here. One event. or. Ultimately, what you were saying a moment ago, you know, we wake up one morning and we turn on the news, and here in the well of the United Nations is the President of the United States, the President of Britain and Russia, and all the rest of them, the Pope and maybe even that character out of childhood's end that mm-hmm. looks suspiciously like the devil, but is, right. we are being sold that that is actually who made us who we are. They are our saviors. Just, and now they're here to correct our understanding of the gospel.
1: And just to emphasize points that Tom and Daniel both made, this is not about the Vatican or Roman Catholics in general, and it's much worse than what Daniel said when Josh Peck and I wrote The Day the Earth Stands Still back in mm-hmm. 2017. The Barner Group found that uh, even though about two-thirds of Americans say they believe in God, The fact is that only 10% of Americans have a biblical worldview, meaning believing Mm -hmm. in the basic tenets of Christianity, that God created Mm -hmm. the universe, that Jesus literally died and rose again from the dead, born of a virgin, Satan is a literal entity and so forth. Um, And among those who identify themselves as Christians and say that their faith is important and attend church regularly, only 17% actually have a biblical worldview. The point is, a third of Americans believe that it is likely, somewhat or very likely, that Earth has been visited by extraterrestrial entities and only 10% have a biblical worldview. Hmm. There are more of them than there are of us. Mm-hmm. So that, the situation's worse than what you even said. That says, yeah.
2: speaks to this whole issue of, of uh, disclosure. You, you asked right. me, I don't know if it was the last show or this show, you asked me if I thought the aliens were gonna disclose themselves or if, if if there was gonna be a disclosure moment. I think we're just what you said. I think we're, we're gonna wake up one day and all of a sudden, in fact, I saw it. I, I don't wanna to get too super spiritual here, but when I was writing uh, my, my first trilogy, I, the Lord gave me lots of dreams and visions, and that was one of the things that I saw. He gave me that all these UFOs appearing over the United Nations and then the head of the United Nations walking out and greeting them. They disclose themselves. I don't know if it will play out exactly like that, but I think that's exactly what will happen because if we leave it to the, the military or the governments of the world, they're not, they want that technology. They want that power. Yeah. If they allow the public to begin to see the kind of information they have, the governments of the world lose their power. Uh, And therefore, they won't do it because they're trying to hold on to their power. But yeah, I wanted to make a a point here. Steve Quayle, uh, producer of the movie, he is so focused at times. And and you know him well, Tom, so you know exactly (laughs) what I'm talking about. When I began to come across some of this information, his eyes grew like saucers. And he said, wait a minute, that needs to go to the movie. I I know, that's why I'm talking to you about it. But one of the things that that you mentioned, a name that you mentioned was Corrado Balducci. Corraldo Barducci was a good friend of Zacharias Sitchin. Yes. Uh-huh. And so a- in the beginning you saw the Vatican and Zachariah Sitchin at opposing odds of, of their belief system in aliens because, uh, if you know anything about uh, Zacharias Sitchin, he wrote The Twelfth Planet and other books, but he believed that the Anunnaki lived on planet Nibiru and that they would come around in our sphere of influence, our, our polar orbit, uh, every 3600 years. And so what he tried to do is to convince the Vatican of this. The Vatican said, no, that's not the case. Along comes Corraldo Barducci, who becomes friends they begin to trade artifacts they begin to trade information lo and behold eventually the uh, the Vatican is to your point 100% convinced that that is in fact the case now how do we know this because we have a, a on camera a good friend of Zacharias Sitchin before he died that talks about Zacharias Sitchin's belief and how he converted the Vatican into believing about aliens so as strange as this story can get, his name was Mario Ferramonti. and Mario Firimonti actually said some other wild things, and we'll disclose it here in just a second, but the idea that that aliens are our creators was something that came not necessarily from Balducci. It was from Zachariah Sitchin who, by the way, now this is crazy, right? he was writing his first book. It came out in 1973. And he was frustrated because he, he supposedly interpreted Sumerian tablets the 13 tablets of NK and uh, the Hebrew out of Genesis 6 and came to the conclusion of the Anunnaki but but scholars at that time didn't agree with him in fact they refused to believe him so he was so frustrated he's writing the manuscript of his of his first book and in, in, frust- in his own words in frustration one night he sits back and he says this, now this says it chills down my spine as I'm beginning to relate this to you. Mm-hmm. He says this, he says, Nephilim, if you exist, please tell me what is Nibiru? Now, Tom, what is Nephilim?
3: <laughs> yeah, the, the, well, the spirits at least of the giants of the Old Testament. Well, actually, the fallen angels, fallen. they are fallen angels. He's asking the fallen angels, the
2: aliens, to disclose themselves. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. So this is the guy that convinced the Vatican that there are aliens and they are
3: our creators. And he himself was first deceived before some of the Vatican was because he started reaching out to these illegal entities. Uh, and, uh, and they responded by opening his mind. You mm-hmm. know, the, the demons go where they are invited, right? right? Uh, yeah. and,
1: uh, I'm, I'm so. looking at Sitchin's website right here where he recounts the conversations that he's had with Monsignor Balducci and how Balducci said, well, the Anunnaki, maybe uh, were, we're carrying out God's will mm-hmm. in, in bringing spirit to humanity. Like, okay. Um, that's kind of exactly the opposite of what the Bible tells yeah. us about these entities because uh, as our good friend, Dr. Michael Heiser points out in his website, SitchinIsWrong.com. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> right. yeah. I highly encourage you to uh, read either Mr. Sitchin, God bless him, because he now knows the truth. He has since right. passed on. Um, either Mr. Sitchin could not read Sumerian or he was deceived or was deceiving yeah. because his interpretation does not match what is actually on those tablets and yet he has managed to convince some very influential people that these uh, entities who we know with the divine council worldview that dr heiser has uh, taught us uh, were actual entities but these would be the uh, the fallen angels that psalm 82 says yeah. are under a death sentence though you are gods all of you sons of the most high like men you shall die right uh-huh. Donna, you
2: know the you know the word really well. well give me the verse. Uh, from that Paul said about doctrines of demons, understanding doc or listening to doctrines. The fact of that demons. you
3: cannot drink from both at, exactly. the, at the same time. Yeah, you cannot have the doctrines of demons and and the Christian, the true Christian doctrine. You cannot drink from both at the
0: same time.
2: And, Joe, that's exactly what we're looking at right here. Right. This whole thing that that Tom uncovered, you know, ten years ago, twelve years ago, with L- exo vaticana. We are looking at the doctrines of demons in- infiltrating the Vatican and that vatican making a means a means by which those demons or those fallen angels can come and and well basically take
0: over the world it is the lies of men and gods it really is wow we're talking about lies of men and gods and we want to make sure that you know how you can get your copy don't go anywhere we'll be right back
4: There is a huge web of deception that has been intentionally woven into the underbelly of everything we perceive to be reality here on Earth. And it is compounded by falsehoods uttered from the lips of our governments, militaries, and even the Vatican. But what is the lie and what is at stake? Skywatch TV is proud to present the Lies of Men and Gods Hyper Video Collection. When you order the new documentary film by Steve Quayle and Daniel Holdings, Lies of Men and Gods, exposing the fallen angel agenda, the genetic corruption and destruction of the human race from the Skywatch TV store, you'll also receive the two full-length bonus DVDs, Humanity's Twilight and Extinction Protocols. First, in the brand-new groundbreaking documentary Lies of Men and Gods, you will see how the globalists who control our governments, militaries, and parts of the Vatican are working to condition the masses of the worlds to accept the premise that aliens set to arrive here on Earth very soon are our technological, moral, and even spiritual superiors, and that they are, in fact, our creators. Featuring interviews with legends in Bible prophecy like Steve Quayle and Dr. Thomas Horn. This incredible expose burrows deep into the veiled reality of evil, which Satan is actively trying desperately to keep hidden from view. With never-before-seen footage of evidence that points to the absolute genetic corruption of human beings, this film endeavors to give you the unfiltered truth about who and what is actually controlling our planet. In The Lies of Men and God's Hyper Video Collection, you'll also receive Daniel Holdings DVD presentation, Humanity's. Twilight. This fascinating DVD delves into one of the most tumultuous times in recent American history and how modern age pandemics are being used by governments of the world to usher in a massive loss of individual freedoms, civil unrest, famine, and even war. This video presentation serves as an outright warning about what's coming in the days ahead. But that's not all. Also included in this must-have collection is Daniel Holdings' DVD presentation, Extinction Protocols. This powerhouse DVD brings you face-to-face with the realities of how globalists are right now, plotting the deaths of over 90% of the Earth's population. From forced medical interventions, alien disclosures, AI technology, and the end of paper money to the explosion of cryptocurrencies and precious metals. Extinction Protocols covers what you need to know in order to be prepared for what is coming next. Sold separately, these items hold a retail value of $85. Yours now for your donation of only $35 plus shipping and handling. Time is short. The Lies of Men and God's Hyper Video Collection may be the last opportunity to expose an evil that waits at our doorstep. It is a reality that is stranger than fiction. The Lies of Men and God's Hyper Video Collection, available now. At SkywatchTVStore.com. Order now or call 1 844 750 4985.
0: Welcome back to Skywatch TV. I'm Joe Horn. We're in studio today with lead writer and co producer of the film Lies of Men and Gods, Daniel Holdings. And Daniel, right before the break, you did such a beautiful job kind of encapsulating all the commentaries that Derek and Tom had put forth on this whole topic of the Vatican uh, ET disclosure, the timing of that. We did a lot of speculating, mm-hmm. but you did mention Zachariah Sitchin's friend, Mario Ferramonte, if I'm saying that correctly. And there's something more there that you wanted to reveal.
2: Well, you know, okay, so let's, let's go back and answer this question. Why is the Vatican going down the road that they're going? what is this belief system? You asked the question earlier, what's in it for them, right? Why are they right. going through Do they get first dibs when the world's taken over by aliens, or where the case may be? It's much, much deeper than that, and it has to do with, a, with a, a supernatural belief, a spiritual belief that is not biblical, by the way. As I mentioned, we interviewed Leo Zagami and Mario Ferramonti. Mario Ferramonti was a friend of Zachariah Sitchin's of 40 years, and so we had the opportunity Actually, Leo brought Mario to the interview to add, ask, answer some of these questions about Sitchin. Folks, you gotta hear me. Remember I said that this movie cost Steve Quayle and I to look back and say how literal the Bible was. Yes. That Satan mm-hmm. is the god of this world. That uh, the whole world lies in the hands of the evil one. Now, okay, is that super spiritual or is it is it you know ethereal?
0: Yeah, like a metaphor or, or reality. Exactly.
2: Yeah. So what Faramonte said is that Sitchin believed that one of those Anunnaki was living in planet earth, underneath the earth, mm. and that his name was Lucifer, and that he was the head Anunnaki, <laughs> and that he ruled this planet. Mm. Now, here's the interesting thing. So if you go back to Ephesians 6 verse 12, we wrestle not with Flesh and blood, but with the principalities, powers, and forces of wickedness. You look at that word, forces of wickedness. Yeah. It literally means, in the Greek, ruler of this world. Hmm. This is not. This is not ethereal. This is not you know hyperbole. Mm-hmm. This is real. Now, Tom, does that make more sense? Why, if the Vatican is in cahoots and they've come to this belief. In, in the Anunnaki and Nibiru or whatever's coming, does that make more sense why they would
3: name this infrared device the Lucifer device? Yeah, well, and, and all through the Bible, I mean, Jesus spoke about this, the Apostle Paul spoke about this, uh, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest they should receive the glorious gospel of Christ and be saved. So there, there is a war. Uh, he is called in numerous places the God of this world. And in fact, when he takes, Jesus doesn't deny when he takes him up onto the Mount of Temptation and he says, see all of this, all these nations and the worlds and the cities and the glory of them, I will give it all to you for it is given to me and it is my power to whom I will give it if you will just bow down and worship me. Mm -hmm. Jesus didn't do that. He corrects him with scripture and rebukes him and all that, but he didn't deny Mm -hmm. that he is the God of this world and to whom he will, he Mm -hmm. will give it, right? So, at the highest levels of, you know, even America—I'm sorry, folks—even the United States government, uh, (laughs) there is supernaturalism that is operating behind the scenes. Yeah, there is. And there are stages in those categories: principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places, cosmocrators. Even Heiser noted this in his book *Unseen Realm* that this is referring to entities that exist and work in and behind human political counterparts. It is their job to steer nations, especially powerful ones, away from God. And that's what the God of this world is doing. And you do talk about this quite a bit in the film, and I really enjoyed that part of the film, it was informative to me, about Sitchin's connection to Lucifer as the head Anunnaki, right? Mm -hmm. And so if they're coming back on this floating planet Nibiru, Is that what Malachi Martin was referring to? They're studying something in deep space?
1: I I think that there's uh, another possible interpretation here. Nibiru is just an alternate uh, way of transliterating into English the ancient Sumerian name Nippur. Nippur was the city that was sacred to the chief god of Mesopotamia, Enlil, who by the time of Abraham had been demoted with the Anunnaki from being the chief gods of Sumer to gods or judges of the underworld. Mm I argued in the book, The Second Coming of Saturn, that that god Enlil, also called El, Dagon, Molech by the Hebrews, Saturn, Kronos, is this entity, Lucifer. That Lucifer, in other words, is this entity, not Satan. Satan still roams the earth, seeking about whom he may devour. Mm -hmm. Whereas this entity, like the sinning angels mentioned by Peter and Jude, is locked away in the netherworld. So if he's looking at Lucifer in Nibiru, he's looking for Enlil from Nippur, the chief god of Mesopotamia, who I argued in that book is Apollyon or Abaddon, Mm -hmm. the destroyer who comes out in Revelation chapter nine he's coming back, but they're not going to like it when he does. And,
3: and and the fact that you what you were saying about Sitchin, he's the chief Anunnaki and he lives beneath the surface of the earth. That is exactly where your studies yes. went to as well. Uh, you know, Revelation chapter 9, all the rest of it, right? That, a, that an angel descends down out of heaven with a key right. to the bottomless pit, and he opens it up and then all Hades breaks loose. The king loose. over those
1: yeah. in the bottomless pit. Mm-hmm.
2: Right. right. So I know you're almost out of time, but this last point, let's make left turn. The great reset that's coming, all of these things that are coming together, famine, economic collapse, the killing off of millions with stuff, right? If that is true, is that being driven by this Lucifer who controls this planet? The lies of God and men. Amen.
0: Now, Daniel, we're not going to have time to get into a lot of this today, but I do want to kind of pre-tease next week. A couple of weeks ago, you talked about these artifacts that you and Steve Quayle and your team went out uh, and and uncovered in Mexico. But You also allege in the film, for the viewers at home, uh, that there is an Egyptian connection to those artifacts in Mexico, and that this is very significant. Give us just a sample of what we're gonna be talking about next week.
2: Well, you know, everyone knows the childhood poem, 1492 Columbus sailed the ocean blue. It is not the truth, because how did Egyptian artifacts mingling with Aztecs and, and Mayans end up
0: in Mexico long before that, thousands of years before that. right? Another lie of gods and men. And we're gonna deal with that next week as well as talk about possible evidence from antiquity that points towards the DNA manipulation of human beings. It's not one you're gonna wanna miss. Unfortunately, we're all out of time once again, so we'll have to come back. For everybody here in the studio audience, everybody on panel, Daniel, thank you so much for being here yet again this week. I'm Joe Horn, keep your eyes on the prize, which is Jesus Christ, we'll be back.